Hey guys, welcome back. Brand yeah, new welcome. episode. First episode of uh 2020 the year. So uh I know I'm interrupting. Yeah, no, shut up, man. <laughs> we can't have two Howard Stearns, man. <laughs> I'm just excited to be back. Welcome back, like we said. Uh <laughs> new year. New year, new me. <laughs> new year, new me. Yeah. So uh yeah, that is a- that, yeah, okay. Shut up, man. I'm trying to do an introduction here and keep fucking talking. I guess well, not a new new me then. I'm still swearing no. at you. <laughs> uh, trying, to, yeah. trying to track sponsors. We're trying to be professional, Trevor. Yeah. No F bombs, no drinking on the job. Hey, hey. Get, drunk, get drunk one time on the air and I'm scarred for life. <laughs> <laughs> so what am I gonna say? Oh yeah, we took a two week yeah. break. We thought we might as well take a two week hiatus. break. I hiatus. We needed a break. Oh, I was kind of bored. Yeah, I was too. Our work had a two week break, and I was kind of bored. But yeah, so I just watched TV all week, <laughs> pretty much. So yeah, welcome to episode twenty six of Whereas Hockey. I'm Travin. With me is uh, down the street. Mr. Down the streets, Mister Mister. Mr. Interruption Bush Denny. What's up? Nothing. How are you? How about you? How are you? <laughs> so uh, how was your Christmas holidays? I didn't get any holidays. No? I had to work. I had to work the whole Did break. Did you work? I thought I thought I had you to work. I, I, got the 20, I got the 24th off. I had to work 25th, 26th. Ooh, so is that time and a half when you work? Yeah, or is it time double time? That's just time and a half only. only. But still, I think I'd rather I'd, I would have rather see my holidays and uh, took those days off. Nice yeah. little break. I mean, it's, we're getting burnt out. Everybody is so. Do a lot of people call in, call in sick? Um, Christmas and Boxing Day. I think there was a lot of people called in this year compared to last year. I don't know for sure, but so what do you guys do at your job when they're when you guys call in sick? Do you guys have like on call workers or are you just trying no. to well I mean they they'll try and fill from other shifts that are they got a call list. Like for example, in my in my position, if I call in sick, they'll call my backup on the other shifts to see if they want to come in for some overtime. Ah. What'd you get for Christmas? What did I get for Christmas? Yeah. A good question. I got a house coat, nice, awesome house coat. What I've been wanting one for the last, uh, I don't know, couple of years. I think that they're comfortable. I'm not wearing it right now, like a now, but... like a Hugh Hefner house coat. Yeah, that's it's it. All, all silk. <laughs> no, it's not silk. And so I got. You, uh, uh, do you wear your uh, birthday suit underneath your house coat? Or do you sell no. your wear your white tidy whiteies? Or the tidy whiteies? <laughs> oh geez! <laughs> Next time I come over, don't wear that house coat. <laughs> yeah. Just okay. sit down with your house coat and just spread your legs open and <laughs> have a nut bust out. <laughs> Eat some curry the day before. And just <laughs> there's some Hershey squirts. Yeah. Oh, that's good. What'd you do on New Year's? Did you get all blacked out again? <laughs> what do you mean again? <laughs> no, I will. Uh, I will say this. Sorry, Jack. 
I stayed home. It was too cold. Yeah, it was too damn cold. For, it was too cold for me this year. I don't know. Maybe next. Actually, yeah. I'm not even going to promise. But it was just too cold. Would have been nice to go out there again, though, because I guess he had, a, he had a nice rink plowed and everything. Yeah, our buddy Jock da- Dawson invited us, us out to uh, some ODR action. He mm-hmm. lives by the lake here in Kenora, and he invited us, us out. But it was way too cold. It was like minus 35 with yeah. the wind chill. And was, I told him, I sorry I didn't make it out, and I didn't yeah. want no turtle action happening. <laughs> Besides, the last time you went there, you got sick for like a year. Yeah, well, still sick, man. I got a That's chill. That's what I mean. I you got, got a you were chill when we for went a year. last year. And, oh, that was awful. Yeah. I got a chill, then I had, um, then I got sick. Back. Then my blasto kicked my ass all year. But, yeah, so, yeah, for our guest for episode 26 is Mr. Jason Smith. Um, Jason is. Say uh, where he's from. From the Paul, Manitoba. No, 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 no. Say it in Cree. Come on. Opasviak Cree Nation. <laughs> okay, yeah. What? Say what in Cree? No, no. I mean, I uh, just, I wanted you to say, but I want you to pronounce where he was. Opasviak? That's how you say it? How do you say, you say it? Opasviak. Oh, frick. It's different accents from from where you're from and from here. From where it's you're from. Subtle. Where, where are you from then? I'm from the community of Moose Cree First Nation. There you see. Different dialect, different accents. That's all. What are you doing, man? Are you playing? I just got a pen. I'm writing. I'm jotting, jotting ideas down. Jotting ideas. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jason's currently the coach with the Peg West Juniors in the Junior B League in Manitoba. Great hockey player. He had a great, mm-hmm. great career. He's yeah. one of the better defensemen in our area. Well, Throughout Canada, really, yeah. Right? So he's he spearheaded a lot of people. Uh, spear not be organizations for us, like look up to him. Hey, if Jason can do it, you know what? Let's let's try and try out. Let's do let's work our hardest as well. Him and who else? Chris Constant from that team, he played yeah. in W, they played right? junior together. Yep, another great and, guy, another great and who hockey from the, player. One of our friends' brothers, uh, Sonny Stevens, he played division one hockey. Yep, another great, great yep. player, defenseman. So I just imagine if you guys played together, you, oh. Sonny and Jay, just, that's all you need is 3D. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm excited for uh, Jason to come on the show. Yeah. Share some stories because he finished his hockey career in Amsterdam. What a way, what a country to finish after. What a country. I know. He played three years there and called it call it quits but yeah finish in Amsterdam that would be cool. pretty cool well how how, how kick ass is that to travel in Europe but not really travel but I get paid to play in Europe that'd be pretty kick ass that that is okay cut of the week because of the week for 20 <laughs> there goes my first mistake <laughs> no editing no editing for uh no. Because of the week for episode 26 is Mr. Jose Laquette. Yes, Jose. What's up, Jose? Uh, He's from Russell, Manitoba. He's a good golfer. He uh, sent us a picture of him uh, golfing. I I don't know. He he was in a bunker, though. So 
Well, he's got to give I, other people's chance to catch up, right? Yeah, true. I'm I'm never in a bunker. <laughs> oh, <laughs> but yeah, thanks for uh, reaching out, Jose. Man, we appreciate it and all the best in your golfing career. We should uh, when we have our Res Hockey uh, Golf Tournament, we should pick yes. him up with you on our team. We still got to play Res Hockey versus Print Gear, eh? Yeah, that Maybe didn't happen. Yeah, next no. summer, the Shag Brothers will. Hit them up. Mm-hmm. So, uh, do you have any resol- New Year's resolution for 2022? Probably. If I had thought about it, I didn't think of it. <laughs> Everyone breaks it the first week anyway. So, what's the point? Yeah. Like, I was going to go to the gym, but since the, the gyms are closed now with the new lockdown, new lockdown that just took place today. So, yeah, I'm not gonna bother going to the gym now. That kind of that's just a, ruined, that ruined that's my a spirit. Good, yes, that's a good attitude to have, Trevor. Yeah, quit. Well, before it starts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. While we were away, a lot happened in the hockey world. Lots, lots, lots. Happened. Let's talk about the World Juniors and the women's under 18 being canceled. Ooh. That ruffled lots of feathers. It did, especially with the women's under 18. Like yep. it was canceled before it even started. And while it was canceled, the under 20 men's, men's. world junior was happening. So still what's on? Like that's kind of stupid for them to cancel the women's, but let yeah. the let but the let young the guys play, plays, right? Yeah, they could have had a bubble the way the, the World Juniors did last year. They could have just did that and let the tournament play. They should have. It because worked. like in even in Red Deer, where the games were happening for the World Juniors, there was like weddings happening in the hotels and stuff. Like, why don't they just book that whole hotel <laughs> off and not let anyone else stay? Yeah. Stupid how they had that planned this year. Oh, it's just a big you debacle. Know- we're still in a freaking pandemic, so why are we letting my hair is messy? Why are we letting other people stay in the hotels and it's stupid? See, I got I got to go. Yeah, it's it's uh it's not doesn't make sense. One bit. I didn't even have ch- a chance to buy the 50-50 for the did I. But um Canada looks strong though, those couple games they played. Yeah. I feel bad for Austria, though. Like, you know, you're going to get your ass kicked. So, yeah, keep playing. And (laughs) if I was on that Austrian team, I'd be just slashing and hooking and cross hooking (laughs) everyone. You know, they're going to get you're going to get scored on. I mean, if if you're on a regular team, you do that anyways. Yeah. (laughs) But if I was one of those kids playing Canada and I see Bedard coming, he's going to get a cross check right in the cage. (laughs) (laughs) I might as well make a name of myself and. Be on TSN <laughs> for the wrong reasons. Yeah. <laughs> Austrian defenseman spears Bedard and cross checks him in the cage. I know. But that powers kid, that power kid on the uh, team Canada, he's going to be a stud. Eh? He's, he scored a Hattie. Yeah. I think Buffalo's finally got a good player. Hopefully they don't train him away like they did Eichel. 
Have, did you watch any other games other than Canada? No. I watched you know, the Americans. And how do they look? They didn't look too bad. They would have gave Canada a run for their money, but I think Canada was just too good this time. I hope so. Next year would be interesting. Yeah. Where is it next year in Russia? It's supposed to be in Novosibirsk, Novosibirsk, Russia. Oh, yeah. We'll see how that goes. And then the year after that, who knows? Supposed to be supposed to be in Gothenburg, Sweden, but we'll see if they even have a tournament. And, well, they probably will in Europe, just not in Canada. Yeah, they, they won't make any money. And now with the NHL back, they're not allowing fans in Canadian cities. Does that however, make sense? However, we can drive two hours or what, seven hours, eight hours to Minneapolis. We can go sit and chill inside the uh, XL Energy Center with uh, beer in hand and no mask. And you don't have to show proof no of nothing. Is that? Yeah. It's really strange. But why aren't they allowing people to go into the arenas in Canada when you have to, when you go to a game, like we've been to games in Winnipeg and we have to show our double vaxxed. I know. We have to, we have to show proof and that's, but. Uh, it's so dumb. I'm so tired of this shit, really. Everybody's tired. There's going to be a breaking point. There's going to be a breaking point, and people are just going to say enough's enough, and they're going to storm every gate. And is it, it'll, it'll happen. Like a, like what happened at the White House last year? Well, <laughs> not to that point. Not to, I don't think there will be any deaths involved. <laughs> well, the, hockey game. There was the outdoor game in Minneapolis. Oh, yeah. The Wild and St. Louis Blues. And there was 36,000 people there. Yeah, all of Kenora. Twice of Kenora, pretty much. Yeah. So. All like, of Kenora in the summertime. They're and posts. no one had mask on. No. Well. Crazy. Well, I would have wore you know, a hoodie or a hoodie. Uh, what a, what a balaclava. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Minus 23. <laughs> but no, but to get your point, no, to prove your point, there was no surgical masks in, in sight. They, they, they probably didn't wear them at, at the door or anything. Yeah, that's crazy. You, you can have 36,000 people in one place, but you can't allow fans in Canada. Yeah. I saw on a friend's post, uh, my buddy Steve, who's from Chicago, he kind of went on a rant. Um, starting pretty soon, you'll have to show double vax, proof of double vax to go in arenas in Chicago. Oh, sad. They're and just there's getting a lot of, to there. Yeah, they're finally getting to that, and a lot of people aren't happy about it. That's... But they don't understand it's for your health and for your kids' health, yeah. right? We're watching out for you and your kids. But we can go on and on about this dumb yeah. shit, really. But uh, follow on, go on Twitter or Facebook, follow him on Facebook as Brent Myers. He's from, uh, he's from a reserve in Alberta and he played in the, in the league for, I think he played for Tampa Bay. Philadelphia. I think he played for Edmonton too. And he's an anti-vaxxer and he posts a lot of interesting shit about not being vaxxed. So give him a follow. And I usually Did you just, follow his name? Uh, last Myers. M-Y-R-E-S. Yeah. Okay. I got him. Yeah. 
give him Brent a fall. Myers. Yeah, he. Oh, I usually that's just that's a different guy. Um, you say Brent or Brett? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> now you're making me doubt myself, you freaking guy. Hey, what, me... what do you mean? You're the one telling us to follow. You don't know can you spell his name? Brent. B R A N T T. You know, I'm not even gonna. I'm not even gonna bother with looking for Brent Meyer. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> So with that, we're still allowed to go across the borders. So are you? Are we still going to go? To, yeah, we're gonna go play uh, somewhere. Go play hockey. Where are we going yeah. to again? Omaha, Minnesota. No, Minnesota. Oh, uh, in a February. Uh, Eveleth, big stick Eveleth, tournament. Eveleth, Minnesota, home of yeah. USA hockey. Are we yeah. still going? I think we're still going. Like, are we going with a team from here, or are we just gonna go jump on a team? I think uh, we should just message Rich and Austin and their pops and see if we just jump on their team. Because I want to go play hockey this year. Um, me, I want to go play hockey. I, with this, with these, with the uh, with these shutdowns and everything, I wonder if we're even going to have a last chance tournament at the end of March. Last chance? Like what? What's the? There's supposed to be a tournament in Show Lake in three yeah. weeks. There's been nothing advertised for it. Is that going to be shut like, down? Yeah, who knows? Because they, they got to make money from the concessions, right? From the fans, from the spectators. Yeah. They got to make their money back somehow like that. Um, but, I mean, we got to ask around if we're going to go, if if we're gonna if they're going to be able to dress a team to Eveleth. If not, we'll just message Rich and just we'll just hop in the uh, F-150 and go. I'm, I'm still getting to go. I want to go play. Yeah. And then we got uh, Omaha, Nebraska, that Carrie and Matt. I was coaching down in Omaha when Eddie Shore <laughs> sent me down a player. <laughs> Shit. What was that sound again? <laughs> Fucking slap shot. I did. Oh, man. Yeah. Okay. With that being said, let's go you to any shout outs. Oh, shit. Um, no, do you have any? Yeah, actually, I got a couple shout outs. Um, I totally forgot. Uh, <laughs> I was just waiting for you. <laughs> okay, people, um, ice fishermen, people, everybody that uses the road, uh, give a shout out to uh, the Bouchers, so Leonard Boucher, who's in charge, and his brothers and sons who are in charge of plowing the road. If you see them in the Tim Hortons or McDonald's, buy them a cup of coffee, something. Give a little thanks and appreciation because he plows it, he maintains it, and he's the one that says good to go, yay or nay. And, he, and they mark where all the where the huge ass ice ridges are. So, and it's say a nice hi, road. say yeah. hi, and thank you. Yeah, like really, yeah. like just not in Kenora, but everywhere else, like back home in Moose Factory, there's an ice road that goes from mm-hmm. connects Moose Factory, Moose Knee, and uh, take. Care for those roads and don't yeah. pollute. Don't throw your garbage on the lake or in uh, it's on the rivers because it's, it's yeah. just gonna go in the lake or river and just yeah don't. yeah uh, yeah. I'm uh, his partner Jen uh, Jennifer Taylor. Uh, they they keep a lot of Facebook updates and posts and shares. But if you see them in the store, see them, give them a thanks, give them a you know, give him buy him a cup of coffee. He'll probably say no, but just 
slide them a gift card or something just you know get a little appreciation how it goes a long way yes take care of our lakes and rivers yep. and take care of the people that take time of their out of their lives to take care of the winter roads because those and are those are huge. risk their lives <laughs> yeah true <laughs> Shit. have you ever been on the ice road yeah the how far no i mean like how far have you been on uh i think probably been? not too far i went on a couple rides out there and really yeah have, that's that's uh it's how to get the wind to go from here yeah yeah i haven't been yeah. to uh, like one of these times i would go take a drive just just go for a ride it'd be cool okay well we'll go then yeah yeah we should plan something with that being said let's yes. uh go to our interview with mr jason smith so uh let's go peace peace what the fuck <laughs> <laughs> <Not leaving. laughs> oh shit <laughs> <laughs> you know, all right uh, let's, let's okay. go our- <laughs> yeah, let's go shit. Hey guys, welcome to uh, the second part of Res Hockey Podcast. Uh, tonight we are joined with uh, former pro defenseman from the Paul Manitoba, Mr. Jason Smith. Welcome to the show, Jay. Thanks, Trev. Uh, glad to be here. Uh, actually, the first one I've done, so looking forward to it and uh, yeah, have a little bit of fun here. Yeah, I was, um, well, I grew up in Thunder Bay. Um, Thunder Bay used to have a pro team in the good old Colonial United Hockey League. And I remember when you used to play with Utica, uh, you were there for, I think you were there for a year, eh? Yeah, one year. Yeah. And, so uh, I uh, used to get autographs. I used to go on the side of the arena, wait outside the bus and get autographs. And sure enough, I, I, I you probably don't remember signing, but I was able to get your autograph. Which was, uh, which is cool. always a highlight because I always like seeing the First Nation players. It was always a big thing. Like Thunder Bay was far away from like Winnipeg or Th- uh, Toronto, so I think yeah, the Thunder Bay teams were our NHL growing up. Yeah, well, you know what, Thunder Bay was actually one of my favorite places to come back to as well because uh, my late grandpa and uh, my dad could make the trip, and you know that was probably the the only time they've ever seen me live play uh, professional hockey uh, besides in, in uh, I think my dad watched a couple games down in uh, where was I in Austin, Texas, but um, I think that was his first time ever watching me play pro hockey. So it was something special. It was nice to, you know, uh, my grandpa have that opportunity to watch as well. And, and honestly, um, another big deal for me was uh, man, like it hadn't really been around native people in, in, how long, you know, and all those years I've been living down in the States playing hockey. And it was just a nice, you know, breath of fresh air to, to see some familiar faces, you know, some other uh, brown faces in the crowd, and, <laughs> you know, and then just be able to talk and interact with, uh, with other native people. So it was kind of, uh, you know, you get homesick and um, you know, that it helps a little bit, you know, just to talk to people, uh, you know, your own people and, and be appreciated by them and, and just have conversation. And that's what I did. And I look, I always look forward going back to uh, Thunder Bay. Uh, before you played pro, you played in the dub. Um, you you were like Swift Current, Brandon, Tri City. How was that experience, especially in an era where it was a lot of fighting, the stick work, and it was just total. It was considered like the toughest league out of all the three major junior 
leagues. Yeah, it was um, it, it was a tough league. It was a lot of fun um, for me back then. I had no idea what I was getting into. Uh, uh, to be honest, like they didn't have a draft back then. It was um, you were just put on someone's protected list, and they would get a hold of you by phone or email. And um, I think like I was on Moose Jaw's protected list forever. And um, I think looking back now, um, one thing I do regret is not going to the Western League as a 16 year old. Um, Moose Jaw had, had called me that summer and, and offered me a, a spot, a roster spot on the team and, and told me that I'd make the team for sure. And they had a billet set up for me and everything. And I kind of uh, shied away from that. And I, I thought, well, I kind of, wanted to go to scholarship route. So I went to Dauphin and played uh, junior A hockey for the Dauphin Kings. And uh, uh, my schooling kind of took second, you know, took the back seat. So um, I kind of realized, well, you know, Western League it is, I guess. So I called, uh, <clears throat> I called up Moose Shaw, who was, had me uh, on the protected list the last I, I knew. And whoever I spoke with said, no, you're not, you're, you're not on our list. I said, okay, well, I guess I'll just, see and the next season picked up and uh, so uh, we're having a, um, a skate all the vets are coming in this summer and uh, um, we'd like to uh, bring you in and I said yeah that sounds great so I'll, I'll you know I'll, I'll come for that and they asked me if uh, Moose Jaw had called me because I, I brought up the fact that uh, I, I talked to Moose Jaw and they were thinking of uh, charging them with tampering, but uh, <laughs> it, it was me just trying to get a, a hold of, of anyone and reaching out just to see who had my, my, uh, my rights. But uh, yeah, I started off in Tri-Cities and um, great organization. I, you know, I, I wish I would have played my whole dub career in Tri-Cities. You know, I was, I was being groomed there, you know, um, I was actually being taught and, but, uh, you know, I ended up being traded to Swift Current. Um, what happened was um, originally Swift Current's assistant coach was sent down to Tri-Cities and uh, he was given permission to make a trade for me. And I didn't know this at the time, but um, after camp, uh, the coach called me in his office and told me that and uh, um, informed me, well, you know, they, they try to make a trade for you, but we're not going to trade you. You know, we want to keep you. And so you have nothing to worry about there. But, uh, you know, <laughs> it's hockey, man. It's a business. And I found that out pretty quick. Uh, you know, a couple months later, um, I guess uh, the owner stepped in and traded me because uh, it was just too big of a deal for them uh, not to take. And what happened, uh, they had to get Brian Sackick out of Swift Current. So that's who I got traded for ultimately. And then, uh, you know, I was, it, it was disappointing. I mean, I, I, you know, almost shed a tear there and, you know, I didn't want to leave, you know, it was, I was just settling in and, um, you know, things were good. I was on a power play and, you know, finding my groove in the Western League, which was really surprising to me. And um, so I, I, I yeah, I, I went to uh, Swift Current and um, had awesome billets there. My first year there, I was living with uh, Kimby Daniels and Jeff Sanderson, who were both uh, rated in the top, you know, two rounds, three rounds of, of the draft that year. So, you know, I was in good company and, and we had, uh, you know, we had a great team there. They were just coming off their Memorial Cup win, but, you know, they lost a lot of players as well. So they were kind of rebuilding and that's where I fit in. So they brought me in to kind of uh, learn off of um, 
Danny Lambert, who was the captain and unbelievable defenseman um, drafted by Quebec Nordiques. And then he was kind of, uh, uh, you know, took me under his wing and then, you know, showed me this and that. But, you know, other than that, uh, basically I was just, you know, get the puck, carry it up, do whatever you got to do that. And, you know, I wasn't really taught. Um, I, I was just kind of uh, told to get the puck out of your end and, and then jump up in the play and, you know, you're fast enough, you can get back. And so I wasn't really taught defense, uh, you know, <laughs> defense that came later on in my way later on in my career, but that's something I, I, I wanted to learn. And I, I actually, uh, you know, had to sit myself down and, and start watching game tape and, you know, watching NHL, yeah. what players are doing here and there. So I kind of taught myself how to play defense, but it was something that uh, I wish I would have had earlier in my career. And it would have been uh, definitely a, a different, uh, uh avenue i think i would have taken and it would have been something that you know i had in my toolbox that would have given me a little bit more longevity and uh you know maybe had a, a better chance of actually making the nhl after playing in the dub for a couple of years you ended up in like your first stop was Erie, Erie, pennsylvania and you yeah. were able to play uh couple other cities in the states how was that experience playing that semi-pro in the states um it was good it, it was surprising it's it's uh honestly where i actually realized i could play the game you know and, and maybe make a living at it um throughout those years i played in the western league I, I didn't have the confidence that that i should have had and i think you know that's going back to you know my dad not knowing what to expect i didn't know what to expect never had an agent so i did all you know everything in pro hockey i did was on my own. And like I said, my dad had no idea. And, you know, we didn't, ha we didn't know people that uh, like who to contact and ask questions to uh, what to expect in this and that. So I was kind of, I was one of the, I guess you could say one of the, one of the first uh, natives to, to kind of start, you know, playing at that level. Um, but yeah, everything I had to figure out on my own and, um, it was difficult. You know, the first year was hard. Um, I got released as a 20 year old halfway through the season. I, I ended up full circle back in tri cities, uh, as a 20 year old. And then, uh, um, you know, the, the, the irony of that is, uh, they brought Kimby Daniels in and that was you know, my roommate. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so, so they brought Kimby Daniels in and I, uh, they ended up releasing me and there's a couple of teams that were interested, but they were waiting on players to, to heal from injuries and whatnot. So I didn't really want to wait around. And my coach, uh, my assistant coach knew some teams and actually Thunder Bay was one of them. Um, Utica. And then uh, oh, what was the other one where an, another local guy I grew up uh, with is Brian Gowdy. He ended up down in, uh, uh, where was that? I don't know. It's one of the Southern teams down in the States anyway. And, but uh, I, I chose Erie and, um, that worked out good for me. Like I said, the first year was, was tough, you know, being a 20 year old and um, it's different, a different lifestyle. Like uh, the players, you know, going to bars, that was totally different for me. Like, you know, in Western League, you're not allowed to go to the bar. And, you know, after the game, the guys are going to the bar. Well, I'm, I'm 20 years old. I can't get into the bar. So, um, you know, I'd go home and kind of hang out and play my video games. And, you know, it was, so I, that first year was kind of a little difficult, you know, and I kind of, felt like I really wasn't part of the team, you know, the guys yeah. after our stuff. And, but, uh, you know, I, I got used to it and I got my, my, uh, my foot in the door and, um, 
I played just enough games for them to keep my rights the next year. I think it was uh, 22 games I played. And I think 20 games was uh, the limit. If you played under 20 games, then um, they couldn't retain my rights. But like I did, I, I did. So, um, yeah, I, I played there for uh, three years. And um, same thing there. It was just all offense, run and gun. And, uh, you know, green light to jump up in the play. And I was minus, oh, my God, what was that? Like minus like in the sixties, <laughs> like it was, it was unbelievable. Like it, I would just step on the ice and get a minus. And we had, uh, we'd put forwards on the power play. So, and then, you know, a lot of times they'd lose a puck at the blue line or, you know, try and hold it in stuff that a normal defense wouldn't do. But, uh, you know, so we get caught like that and then, you know, goal scored on us. But I mean, I didn't play defense either. So, you know, I, I didn't <laughs> yeah. know what I was doing. I was lost back there. So, but, uh, you know, it was a lot of fun. It was a learning experience. And then, my second year, I had a really good season. I think I was third on a team in points. I had over 20 goals. Like I was, you know, I was, I was, that's the year that I, I actually realized, well, man, I can, I can play this game. You know, I, I fit in and um, we had a unbelievable uh, fit team. Like we are, we practice three hours a day and then we go to the gym after like, like legit three hours. We practice an hour and a half. They'd flood the ice. Then we practice another hour and a half. And then hit the gym or else we'd go up, run the stairs or something. Like it was always, it was unbelievable. I think I went there, I was about 205 pounds. And I think at the end of the, my second year, I was down to like 176, which was like, that's crazy. Like I hadn't, I hadn't been 176 pounds since I was like 16. (laughs) (laughs) So I just, I found it hard to move move anyone from in front of the net. You know, I didn't have that power. I was just, I was in shape. Yeah built like a res dog there but you know all lungs but uh yeah i mean i had a good season i had a had a, had a fun season and then the third year i uh, went back and expected the, kind of the same things but uh it, it didn't happen that way for me um yeah i mean it is what it is right you look back hindsight you know kind of butted heads with the coach a bit and um stuff that you know, I think if I was a little more mature as a player back then, um, could have worked out, you know, I asked for a trade too, and he wouldn't trade me. So, um, that was one of the, one of the things that, uh, chose me, I mean, uh, made me change my mind about staying. So the next year, um, they had, they had a draft that year for, uh, roller hockey. They used to have this professional roller hockey league and I got drafted by, uh, Pittsburgh. So, I, eh, I thought about it and ended up going to Pittsburgh, but I was late. I showed up about two weeks late and everyone was already getting used to their rollerblades and, and whatnot. And so I was kind of out of place. I was a little behind everyone. And then I got traded to Philadelphia and uh, that worked out awesome. Dave Schultz was our coach at oh, that wow. time. And uh, Tony Danza was the owner, you know, guy from Booza <laughs> Boss. Yeah. That so was cool. And then we had a lot of the, uh, a lot of the alumni coming. And uh, they'd go on the surface with us and shoot pucks and hang out and stuff with Bill Barber and guys like that. So um, it, was, it was a lot of fun. I played roller hockey for, yeah, what was it, three or four years uh, in Philadelphia. But uh, that was kind of my, one of my uh, escapes, I guess. I met this Donnie Martin, who's the uh, head coach of Utica at the time. And uh, that's how the opportunity came about. And I signed with him one night and uh, the rest is history. I went to Utica, had a great season. Um, loved it there you know great team and um 
it, it was an eye opener though. When I got yeah. there, I kind of, uh, you know, it, it took me back and you weren't treated the way you were in the East coast league, but I mean, you made more money. So, you know, there's, you know, give and take. So, um, but I had, I had a blast there. We had, uh, we had some really good guys there and tough, tough guys. We had <laughs> five legit, legit tough guys there. Um, and we, we signed link gates there one, one week. I think he was there for, I think maybe two weeks, didn't play a single game with us. Didn't practice with us, <laughs> skated by himself. I think he practiced maybe twice with us, but, uh, yeah, he got, he got arrested his first night there in town. And, <laughs> oh my God. It, it was unbelievable. Like I get, a, I get this call at the house. And this is back in the day when everyone had house phones. Right. So there's yeah. four cell phones. Yeah, some of the boys were over and we're pre-gaming before we head out. And, um, phone rings. One of the boys answers it. Hey, Smitty, uh, call for you. I said, who, who is it? Link. I said, Link, Link who? I, said, I don't know. Just Link. So yeah. Hey man, it's Link Gates here. Oh, like, holy crap. I'm looking at the boys like Link Gates. Why is he calling me? He says, Oh, I, I just signed with you guys today. And, uh, Donnie Martin gave me your number. I said, Oh, okay, great. I said, uh, got some of the boys here. I said, we're going to be heading out later. I said, do you want me to pick you up? Yeah, sure. So I go pick him up and I bring him a road pop and you know, here you go. Oh no, no. In my contract, I'm not allowed to drink. He said, <laughs> okay, well, fair enough. Not even a minute down the road. Ah, fuck it. Crack. I'm going to open up this beer. And so that was the, the beginning of the end. Um, you know, Link was, Link was Link. He was tough. He was, he was scary. And uh, he intimidated a lot of, <laughs> a lot of guys. <laughs> especially his own teammates and that was <laughs> that was uh i think that was it you know they ended up getting rid of him after uh, a couple of run-ins with the boys and <laughs> you know just yeah there's there's a yeah, there's a lot more there's a lot more stories about link but i'll i'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll refrain from those but uh yeah the utica was awesome i loved it there and like i said we go in you know thunder bay that was a that was a big trip for us you know we that'd be our, our swing uh, our Western swing and we'd start off in Thunder Bay and, uh, the 24 hour bus trip for us. So it was, you know, it was a long one. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> one, one of the, uh, the first time we went through there, um, one of the players had, uh, said something to the bus company because he lost his dress shoes or he left them on the bus and then they got lost somehow. And then, so we find out we get, we get on the bus for this big trip while the bus that we usually got, we didn't get. So it was just this plain old regular bus, no movies, nothing, just regular seat. <laughs> oh my God. We're like, yeah, thanks. Thanks. You know, thanks our teammate. <laughs> yeah. That's what we get. So, but I mean, it, it is what it is. It was fun. You know, guys would make their own little uh, beds. Anyway, we had this uh, Jacques Mayotte and he was a tough guy in the NHL at one time. And, um, He'd bring his ferrets on the road. He had two ferrets. And he'd bring his ferrets on the bus with us. He'd be laying on, laying, you know, across the floor or on the floor. And you'd have a little ferret run across you. Like, what the heck was that? <laughs> it was kind of, kind of different. But, uh, yeah, Jacques had a little, uh, he had, uh, I guess, a little two-by-fours that were uh, screwed into plywood to hold the, the his little makeshift bed in place. And he'd place it on top of the seats. We're on the headrest, so you know, guys come up with little uh, things like that. And 
you know, long road trips like that, you gotta, oh, you gotta do something. Yeah, every, everyone had their own little foamies, you know, if you could uh, find a space on the floor, then that's where you're sleeping. So I guess, you know, you learn all the tricks over the years, riding on the buses in the Western League, you know, those were some of the worst road trips ever. So, you know, <laughs> you pick up things here and there and you carry on into pro and then you get to pro and you learn some, some, some new tricks there. <laughs> of uh, all the towns that you played in in the States, uh, what, what town, what team was your favorite? Wow. Let's see. I started in Erie and I went to Utica. Where'd I go from Utica? Utica, I went to Mobile, Mobile, Alabama. And then I left halfway through the season. I went to Austin, Texas. And then from Austin, I signed uh, with another one of my roller hockey buddies, uh, Kent Holly. Oh, Madison. Madison, yeah. Um, Madison was okay. Then I got, I got traded to uh Saginaw and I just about didn't go I just about went home for the rest of the year I, Saginaw was already basically mathematically out of playoffs and this was like just after Christmas so I was like ah, I don't know if I want to go there like <laughs> players like yeah I, I talked to a couple of boys there and they're like yeah it's brutal here man you know <laughs> but I, I went they, they they gave me they gave me more money so uh shut me up anyway so I went there finished out the year and then uh ended up from there, I went down to uh, Louisiana, um, Monroe, Louisiana. And I, I played, what was it, three years there or four years? I can't remember. But, yeah, I, I played there. And then uh, the next year, our, the team folded. So I signed with uh, – it was I was either going to sign with San, San Diego or um, Corpus Christi. And I chose Corpus Christi. Uh, ended up signing there. But then once we got there, found out that I was basically in a tryout against all the other veterans and you're only allowed X amount of veterans. And I think we were over like by four or five. So they had to cut four or five veterans, like legit veterans. Like uh, I was up against this Donnie Hearn, or not Donnie Hearn. Uh, oh God, I can't remember his name, but he was a defenseman that I played against the year before. We both played in the all-star game. And then, uh, the next year we're trying out against each other. And what happened was I, I uh, made the team. They kept me and they got rid of him, but his wife worked for the bank who, which was a major sponsor of the team. And they were threatening to pull their sponsorship. So immediately, you know, I get a call and like, well, sorry, uh, we got to let you go. And, you know, thankfully, uh, you know, I was, I was, there was, I'm sure there's, there was other places I would have, popped up somewhere you know but a buddy of mine uh, it was just good timing a buddy of mine that I played with in, in Monroe Matt Hill um, ended up in uh, Amsterdam and one of his uh, I think there's about three or four of them that all went to uh, college together and they all said well let's go over to Amsterdam we'll go over I'll go over together you know all tight-knit tight-knit buddies there and um, at the time they were looking for a defenseman and just happened to uh, you know I got released at that time. So it worked out and I ended up in Amsterdam and I, you know, I'd have to say Amsterdam was probably one of the best places. Um, You know, the championships we won there, the players we had, like, it was just, it was unbelievable. We had like basically an East coast all-star team. You know, we, we were stacked and um, our owner there, honey sprung, his son actually plays in the NHL right now, Daniel sprung. Okay. Um, but Daniel was just, I think, five years old back then. But he, you could tell he, the kid was unbelievable for his age, right? So, 
um, yeah, I, I loved it in Amsterdam. We, uh, you know, we, we had, like I said, we had a stacked team. We had uh, Zarli Zalapsky actually came and played with us. Uh, the late Zarli Zalapsky, sorry, um, played with us for uh, a bit of the year, and um, just just the guys that we picked up. Like every year, it was almost you know we kept the core guys, but it was almost every year there was you know three or four top players that were coming to join our team. So it was the league would would change rules and you know their rules on imports or you know you had to have so many dutch players and every time they change it our, our owner would find a loophole and you would just either buy players or else go and find these dutch players in canada right or that yeah. dutch passports so um you know he he basically bought himself some championships <laughs> <which> was, <laughs> it was fun to be a part of who are some of your best buddies in the game of hockey um, you know, there's, there's just a little handful of guys that I really keep in touch with. I mean, Facebook, yeah. is, you know, is this Facebook, but, yeah. um, Trevor Sherbin's one of the guys that, uh, I actually played, uh, with him in Tri-Cities and then, uh, played against him in roller hockey, which was kind of fun. And, um, when I signed with, uh, when I signed with Corpus Christi, and I was thinking of going to San Diego. The coach there told me that, well, there's two, we're, we're looking at you and another guy. Well, this Trevor Sherbin was, was the other guy. I didn't realize that. <laughs> I, I found that out later when he, uh, cause he ended up coming to Amsterdam and played there a couple of seasons with me. So um, yeah, he, he's been uh, one of those guys I've always, you know, kept in contact through the years, but you know, we lost touch there for a while. And then uh, I'm not sure if it was him or I that reached out. And then, but we've been, you know, really good friends ever since. And uh, he's, he's come to my wedding and uh, my bachelor party. And uh, another guy would be uh, Mirsen Moichen. He's a kid I played with and um, a kid. I, I'm talking like I'm a kid here. <laughs> he's, a, he's a guy I played with in uh, Tri-Cities. And then he played a little bit in, uh, in Erie and East Coast as well. And then he uh, actually quit hockey and, you know, um, went home probably for the best for him, but, uh, yeah, he's another guy who kind of lost touch as well, but then, you know, now we keep in regular touch with Facebook and stuff and he showed up for the bachelor party as well. So he's, he's one of those guys, you know, he's just good guy, good hockey guy. And, uh, you know, not, not shy to, to, to say what's on his mind. And <laughs> um, yeah, other than that, I mean, there really isn't uh, a whole lot of guys that I really keep in touch with. Like, you know, on Facebook, sure, you know, have little yeah. cats here and there and stuff. But, I mean, uh, to see in person is, is a little different. And, I mean, of course, too, playing, you know, everywhere I've played and all the guys I've played with, they're just spread out all over the world, right? Like, it's yeah. there's guys all over the place. So, you know, there's still guys that live down in uh, Louisiana when I, when I played there. And there's, you know, I have friends in Philadelphia, guys in Utica and all over uh, – you know, Eastern Canada and Toronto. And so, yeah, it's, it's, it's difficult, but I mean, like Facebook helps a lot. So I think that's, that's yeah. probably my, <laughs> my go-to. <laughs> Is there any player that you played rest tourneys with or against and, and thought like, wow, this guy should be playing pro hockey because like, even when I played against, played these yeah. rest tourneys, there's a lot of guys that like, wow, this <laughs> What, what is this guy doing here? This guy should be playing pros down south or somewhere. Honestly, there's there's quite a few. Um, and there's guys that did play pro, but there's one in particular that uh, 
that I think should have stayed in the game. Uh, Tyler Shantz. Okay. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. He's, he's unreal. Like just that. I don't know how that guy didn't make the NHL. Um, great guy too. Like just fun guy to be around. Um, and we, him and I chat every once in a while on Facebook too, you know, and he's got a young son uh, coming up through the ranks right now and, and playing some hockey as well and playing in the dub. Uh, so, you know, it's, it's things like that. And it's, it's nice to have, to have friends like that to talk to you, right. You know, he calls you know not call, but he'll message me once in a while and, you know, ask me, ask my opinion and this and that, you know, and, um, but yeah, definitely that guy, that guy's probably one of the most standout guys. And of course, uh, Ivan Roulette too. He's a good friend yeah. of mine. That's, that's actually another good buddy of mine. He, he played in, uh, in uh, Tri-Cities with me as well and, and uh, a little bit in the East Coast and Erie as well. So, um, yeah, we've always, we've always been close, Ivan. He's the one that got me uh, on the team there. I was working on oil rigs after I was done playing hockey, and he called me up and uh, said, hey, man, come and play, come play with this team. Don Burnstick owns a hockey team here, the Redskins. And I said, oh, yeah, sure, I'll, I'll try. And, I, you know, I, I was kind of done hockey at the time. Like, I was – honestly, I was sick of it when I, when I <laughs> quit playing hockey. So it took me a couple of years to kind of get used to watching hockey even. Like I, I couldn't even go to an NHL game. Like I was just sick of it. But, uh, you know, it was a couple of years away and, you know, started playing some pickup games and I, I, I got love the game again. So it was, uh, but I, I think the reason why I was sick of it was just because of the, some of the crap I went through my last year in Amsterdam, like, having to chase our owner around for checks and, you know, we get paid and this and that. And so it was, it, it made it for an unfun season for us. And even though we won, I mean, winning's always fun, but I mean, it's little things too, you know, that, that made it difficult for me and, and made me kind of look at it differently. And yeah, it is a business. We understand that, but I mean, you know, there's a personal side to it too. And then it took, it took that away from it. So it was, uh, yeah, it was just, it was a difficult year for us and, I think a lot of the guys, I think, well, he left as well. So he kind of, when he left, he kind of left his duties as well. And, you know, so all the boys were like, well, where's our owner? Where's our checks? What are we doing for money? And it wasn't really checks. We were getting paid cash. Like it was unreal. Like, we were getting, uh, what was I getting? Like 800 euros a week. And it was a 500 euro bill, a 200 euro bill and a 100 euro bill. Like, what do you do with that? Yeah. 500 euros back then was like a thousand dollars. And so you're walking around like a thousand dollar bill, basically, you know, like, and you go to a store, of course, there are all these signs on there, like, no, no, uh, 500 euro bills, you know, we don't accept them. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And then I I asked, uh, he gave me, he gave me some money one year. I flew my mom out there for Christmas and, uh, uh, geez, what did he give me about two grand and, uh, I bought a ticket for my mom they were all in fives <laughs> stacks like that man. it was unreal and he, and then he tells me he goes well he goes don't go and buy the ticket with that so he's like laundering his money through me <laughs> so yeah I, I, I basically just nickel and dime that two grand away and, yeah that was, that was funny <laughs> You're currently the coach of the Penguins Juniors in the Keystone Junior League. Uh, how's that going? Like, how are you enjoying coaching? I, I love it. It's uh, 
you know, I, I, I did coach OCN Blizzard at one time and I uh, was a coach and general manager there for a couple of years. And that was just something I felt I, I had to do for myself um, just because my dad was one of the, the founders of that, that team. He was one of the main guys that brought the team into OCN. So uh, at the back of my mind, I always felt that I wanted to, to coach that and be a part of that team just for that, you know, for his sake and my sake. And, you know, it was just nice come for a full circle. And a uh, quick side note, that team Utica Blizzard was at, that I played with. That was the name for the OCN Blizzard. And uh, if you ever Google Utica Blizzard, it's a triangle with the same logo and everything. All uh, OCN did was they turn it into a circle and put Okay. Yeah, Cree Nation Blizzard, yeah. So, yeah, that's my dad actually brought that jersey to the meeting and said, what about this? And then they called the owner. The team was folded and the old owner said, yeah, go ahead and use it. So that's how they got their, their jersey. And that's how they got their name. But, yeah, and so, um, you know, I, I loved coaching there and then uh, had the opportunity to come here to Peguis. My wife was uh, my wife, Aaliyah Fiddler. She, uh, she's a nurse in Peguis and she took a job there. So, I followed. I said, well, I'll find something. Um, in the meantime, you know, I, I put my application and they were looking for a head coach. And, um, I think Mike Spence was the coach before, but he uh, withdrew his name because uh, his son was about to be in his junior career. So he wanted to take some time and go watch his son play wherever that may be. Um, so COVID happened and then so yeah. the season didn't yeah. happen. So we just kind of sat on the back burner for a year. And then this past season, you know, we finally got it going and um, it was a rough start. First, I think our first home game, we got beat by Cross Lake, uh, both games. We had a young team, a lot of, uh, midget players and, um, inexperienced guys. And then, uh, yeah, we had a couple of players show up and they started making calls and calling their buddies and Hey boys, let's, you know, let's come back now. Let's, let's play some hockey. And, uh, it, it honest to God, it was like in a matter of two weeks, it just seemed like Overnight, all of a sudden, boom, we had a stacked team. <laughs> we got we got some good kids and, uh, you know, some definitely some uh, junior A skill, like definitely MJHL caliber players. But, um, you know, for some reason, they choose to be home. And, you know, that's fine by me. And, uh, you know, makes makes my job a lot easier. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, no, it's it's been fun. I, I love it. It's, it's, it's uh, nice to be back on the ice and, uh, um like I said, you know, we've been winning quite a bit here lately too. So um, it's just, it's just to get back in the game and see the, you know, seeing kids learn again, you know, like some, some of these kids haven't really been taught and you can, you can see it, but you know, practice after practice after practice, you know, it gets better and um, see the improvements. And then when they realize like, Oh my God, like, yeah, we practice this. We're actually doing this. And, you know, it's, it's nice to see that. And, um, yeah, you know, you see these kids grow up too, they become young men. And that's, I think that's my favorite part, you know, just watch them, you know, over the years, you'll see them, you know, turn into these, to these, uh, you go from kids to, to men, I guess, you know, young men and, um, they mature as hockey players and as people too. And I think that's the big, uh, the best part I like about coaching is, is, you know, watching them, uh, grew up to be respectful young guys off the ice, you know, and on the ice, you know, I can control that, but off the ice, you know, it's, you, you give them teachings, you show them and, and kind of, you know, hope for the best. And, you know, yeah. when you see good things that they do off the ice, you know, it, it makes you feel good and makes you feel proud. And 
Um, I think to me, that's what coaching is all about. It's a lot yeah. of fun. Words of advice. What uh, advice would you give young players coming up, coming up through the ranks through like U 18s and wanting to play junior or pro? I would definitely uh, one. Well, I'll answer that in a couple of ways, I guess um, for one, um, don't just play hockey. There's other sports out there. Play other sports too. Um, don't get burnt out, you know, at a young age. Um, you know, I played soccer every summer. Um, I would have played ball if there was ball. You know, they have ball here in Pegasus, so um, that's a big sport, you know. But, uh, yeah, play as many sports as you can, not just hockey. Um, but anything you do, do it all out. Don't do it a half-ass, you know, whatever sport. Be a good teammate, you know, be in, be a coachable player. Um, and be accountable, hold yourself accountable to your coach, to your teammates. You know, when a coach asks you something to follow through with it and, and actually do it. And, and if you have questions asked, that's the biggest thing. And that was one thing I didn't do as, as a young guy was ask, you know, I just, I'd, I'd learn the hard way and get yelled at. And, you know, now being on the other side, I love it when a player doesn't understand, they ask me and I'll go through, I don't mind going through the drill again and, and slowing it down or, or, are explaining it, stopping a drill, bringing everyone back in and, um, you know, ask, um, do the drills a hundred percent because that is where you get better. And when you get better, you get better opportunities and you never know when someone's watching. And when you do get that chance and you get a chance to go play hockey, whether it's junior B, junior A, the Western league college, don't quit. Don't come back home. Stick it out because that almost ruined me. I almost, when I was 16, I, I left and my dad made me a deal. He says, well, how about by Christmas? If you don't like it there anymore, you can come home or we'll get you a trade to, to uh, Southeast. I was at the Southeast Thunderbirds at the time. Yeah. MJ. And um, I said, okay, deal. And but I stuck it out and he goes, so what do you think? I said, ah, I'm going to stay. And it was just, you know, getting over that hump. And once I did, it was okay. It was, you know, this is it. I'm actually doing it. I'm playing hockey. I'm playing junior hockey. I love it. Um, but you get homesick a little bit. But you know what? Your friends are always there. They're always there. You go back home in the summer. The same people are always going to be there. You go away. I, I used to go away for two or three years. And then I'd come back to OCN and be the same guys doing the same thing. So, you know what? You're not missing out. Go enjoy your, your career. Go play hockey. Go do something that gives you that life experience that you're never going to get anywhere else. You know, then go to school, you know, or make that part of school as well. You know, like if you can go play college hockey, then yep. all the more power to you. That's, you know, that, that'd be a definite uh, uh, great choice, you know. Um, but one thing I would suggest, if you're going to go play pro, make sure you're your, uh, you get your education, make sure you get your grade 12 because life's hard without it. And, uh, you know, that's something I didn't do. I got traded three times, uh, in the Western league and, and every year I'd, I'd lose half a semester of school. So I fell, I think it was three credits short of graduating. So, you know, I never went back, but you know, I, I it's always in the back of my head now, like, you know, I should have what, you know, what could have been, what should have been. But uh, yeah, that's, that's another thing I would definitely say, get your education because um, you know, 
you never know with hockey if yeah. you know you get an injury a career-ending injury or something then you know you have something to fall back on and that's something that uh you know i took that chance and you know luckily things worked out for me but you know it could have changed in a heartbeat so um yeah i just i would i would say uh, uh stick with it and there's always people out there like i got people reaching out to me that i don't even know and people reach out on facebook and on messenger and then all of a sudden send me a message like hey smitty uh can i ask you this i'm like yeah sure you know what i'm and i'm fine with that um but yeah I, I would definitely say stick with it and you know you'll be a better person for it and down the road you know after a few years you'll um you won't regret it you know you won't look back and go oh man you know i wish i should have i should have did that i should have stayed but you know so stick with it Okay, before we let you go, we have uh, a thing called five rapidness questions. It's kind of a light, okay. light side, kind of a comedy side, but uh, it's pretty funny. You always get a good cook, kick out of this. Okay, number one, fried or baked bannock? Fried. Ever use a bed sheet for a door or curtain? Oh, yeah, about half my life. <laughs> <laughs> uh, number three, ever see Ernest Munias live in concert? Yes, I have OCN. Number four, Indian taco or fried bannock? Indian taco. Fifth and last question, can you jig? Hell no. <laughs> I try, I try, but I can't. And uh, actually, I'm impressed with, with you know, some of these better jiggers nowadays. Yeah, I know, it's right? Unbelievable. It's It's an art. So, I, uh, I can't, but I wish I could. All right, man. Uh, I appreciate you taking the time to come on the podcast. Uh, I had a lot of fun, and uh, it was always something on my on my list just to meet you and uh, have a talk with you. And uh, so, uh, thanks for coming on the show. Yeah, thanks for having me, Trev. I had a blast, and you know, this is the first one I've done like this, so um, I had a good time. You know, it's nice to share stories and uh, you know get your experience out there. And uh, looking forward to uh, to uh, you know seeing what comes of this and you never know, right? Yeah. So, uh, you never we'll, be, know. We'll, yeah we'll be in touch. And it's great chatting with you, buddy. All right. Take care. And we'll, uh, we'll talk to you again. All right. Take care easy. Hi. Oh, there it is. Hi. Peace. As Bush would say. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good interview with Jason. Uh, yeah. I yeah. enjoyed it. He, uh, Unfortunately, Bush wasn't able to participate as he was working. So, yeah. Um, yeah. All around nice guy. So hopefully uh, we will be able to share the ice with him one of these times. Mm-hmm. If there's a tournament, hopefully. So, yeah. Hopefully. Yeah. So, that's uh, what I've been saying. Yep. <laughs> Anyways, go on. Yep. I'm interrupting again. I know. <laughs> Okay, let's uh, hit our. Let's go to our top five. Our okay. hockey top five. Uh, this week mm. is uh, top five res hockey players New Year's resolution. So mm-hmm. this is for like a player like Bush Shields. This is his New Year's resolution. Yeah. Listen Resolutions up, or resolution? Is it plural or just resolution? Resolution. Plural. Because you're making more resolutions. Than one. Resolutions. Okay. Number five. Yes. I'll show up to all the ga- games and on time. Usually, that's a, that's attainable. That that's that an is, attainable goal. Because sometimes you get these players who just show up when the Zamboni's on and Jordan. Yeah, he's bad for that. <laughs> Actually, he's pretty punctual. 
they'll show up exactly 10 minutes before. Or you have time. some guys that have a too good of a time the night before and got to miss I'll, the early morning game. LT. Has he, has he done that? Pentac in our Casey's tournaments. Yeah. He, he's, I, Pentac's good for Friday night. I don't think <laughs> I've ever missed a game. If, there, if, it, if it was an early morning game, I always made it. I didn't play good or I wasn't in the best shape, but I still made it. You were there. there I yeah. was, still I was there. always there. So. Be right, though. So. Okay, number four. I won't what try to it? pick up your sister. Holy shit. <laughs> I guess you know who won't be playing on your team. I won't try to pick up your cousin. <laughs> you get some of these guys that think they're still uh, in their junior days and they can pick up anyone and they'll uh, try to pick up your sister or your cousin. Yeah. So, okay, number three. I won't get kicked out of the hotel. Uh, See, you can't can't put that down. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you get some wild guys who just want to keep on partying, get noise complaints, and want to fight the whole team. (laughs) And the refs? And the refs. One time I was uh, at a (laughs) tournament, and... The guy I was staying with, he uh, brought guys back to the room, and I was trying to sleep, and I was, and I oh. got mad. I was like, I threatened. I was like, I'm gonna get up if I get out of bed. I'm gonna kick all you guys' ass. They up moving. <laughs> so, but yeah, you get those wild guys that like the party still and get kicked out of the hotel. So that's the New Year's resolution for them. I won't get kicked out of the hotel. Yeah, it's hard to do that. It's, it's hard to, mom. Well, I should say it's hard to do that. It's uh in Kenora, it's bad to do that because we only have like three hotels, four hotels, <laughs> yeah, right? Because slim those guys, yeah, and a lot of times it's uh it's the out of town teams inviting local player, local guys to come and party, and it's local guys that cause all the ruckus. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So in other words, don't invite invite Bush to your after party. Oh, <laughs> he'll get you kicked out. <laughs> he'll be staying at his house. And his address is <laughs> okay. Number two, I'll make sure to bring money with me. You always get one guy, one that guy on every team always like forgets his wallet or forgets his debit card or has no money. Well, I don't say forget. I, I wouldn't say they forget their their debit card. I'd say their girlfriend or wife doesn't give them their debit card, or they're broke, <laughs> or they're just broke. You always and you always get. Get uh, ended up paying the tab, his tab, and shit, yeah. <laughs> giving him money. Well, I'll give you money when uh, yeah. we win the tournament. When, when we, yeah, We've, there's always been a player like that. Oh, no, yeah, I think there always will be. And the number one top five res hockey player New Year's resolutions I'll chip in. I'll chip in. <laughs> yeah, I'll chip in for gas. I'll chip in I'll... with the hotel. I'll chip yeah. in for beer. Yeah, or you I'll chip in order for after pizza. Peter. Yeah. yeah, he never chips in. So uh, those are pretty much all your resolutions, eh? <laughs> Shit. <laughs> and, and the thing is, with all these five, it's always the same fucking guy that does this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, always the guy that has in, no in, money in. that always has the most fun and, and ends up in the most <laughs> shits. 
So, and for some reason, he's still added to the next tournament. If uh, anyone has a top five that they, they want to share with us, shoot us a message because yeah. uh, it's always good to hear from you guys and get your input in, in the show. So, yeah, shoot us a top five and, and we'll uh, share it and we'll give you uh, credits. Yeah. So uh, highlights of 2021. Do you have any highlights that comes to mind? Like uh, uh, overtime goal or shot blocking save? Yeah, for you. Just when I decimated my skates and uh, <laughs> it's a personal highlight because it's forever. <laughs> when your skates blew up? Yeah. No, I but still... just just being able to play in a jack tournament, I think it's probably a personal highlight. Uh, sports wise, um, overtime goals. No, I can't picture. Oh, you didn't score. You only got assist. No, I just got uh, legit three assists. Six, four, six assists. Six. Legit six assists. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sports wise, yeah, that's uh... yeah. Um, what? Yeah, same goes for me. When we went to Minneapolis and we played yeah. in the draft tournament, it was fun. We met a lot of good, a lot of good, good people, nice people, a lot of, a lot of and, good some teammates, good family teammates. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it was funny seeing you get pushed into the boards by a woman <laughs> breaking your skate. Holy crap! My skate just blew up. And when Bush was getting carried off the ice, I was like, "Shit, you <laughs> fucking! I have to drive home now." <laughs> <laughs> he was getting carried off. I thought he blew his knee, yeah. and broke his leg, and here is just his down blade off. His <laughs> yeah. And then uh, in my once in my one skate, I had no steel toe on it. No, no steel toe cap. It just bluffed. <laughs> Did you see my hockey sock? And uh, like, oh my god! Oh, my god. Yeah, that was quite the eventful. Yeah, it was. That was funny. So yeah, if you. Uh, Go to the draft tournament on their Facebook page. They have a list of tournaments that they are upcoming. Put, yeah, upcoming tournaments that they're putting on. So take a look. They're a lot of fun. You meet a lot of great people, and it's a lot of fun. So my highlight for highlights, I guess. Well, going to the draft tournament, I guess. Yeah. We pl- did you play in that tournament? Yeah, you played in Jack's tournament again, eh? That old-timers tournament. Yeah, Conor. old-timers. Yep. Yeah, we won that one again. Again, so yeah, that was pretty yeah. fun. Uh, I can't think of anything else other than that. Twenty twenty one sucked. Like I was sick and the pandemic. What else? The Leafs lost in seven games, so that sucked. What else? That's pretty much it. Hopefully, twenty twenty two is better. Hopefully, hopefully, well, got off to a bad start. I was gonna. Start going to the gym, like I mentioned. <laughs> Ontario government closed. The you know gym. what? So, Why don't you come down here? Me and Sue's house. We got we got a little uh, weights, weights, um, um, dumbbells. We got a, a salt bike if you want to check check your cardio. You have at least five hundred pounds of dumbbells, and we have a thousand pounds. Oh, I'll be down. I'll be there shortly then. Okay. <laughs> hey, how's your uh, fucking Oilers doing, man? They're doing the same as the Leafs did the start. Hey, of the Leafs season. won, man. Leafs won against start, Ottawa. Do you remember the start Six, of the season? Yep. When, when I said the Leafs are, when you said the Leafs are doing shitty, and I said no, 
watch rebound. They're going to rebound. They're going to, they're going to come back. Sure enough, they did. Well, there's right now, every team goes through a bad skid. They will. Every, 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 for every the year, last 10 years, for the last, for the last 13 years, it seems the other teams go through a bad skid of 60 games. <laughs> they lost to New Jersey, they lo- the and, Islanders in overtime. And St. Louis too, right? St. Louis. Well, St. Louis, they just got their butt kicked. Do you know, do you know what they're doing though? You know what other teams are doing? They're not letting them get power plays. Yeah. Well, they're haven't been able to score five on five in a long consistently. Like their power play is like for a while there it was it was it was almost fifty it was more than fifty percent, but now it's tapered off to a measly thirty five percent. People don't people aren't giving them penalties because they're going to score, and so now. Well, there's can't score five and five, so you know. Well, how do you do that though? Not get a penalty. It's just, the NHL is so soft, like you break sticks yeah. easily and you tap a guy's gloves, it's a penalty, and it's so soft now. Mm-hmm. It's it's impossible to not get a penalty, right? Yeah. But yeah, another shitty year for the Oilers. So another top five pick. Connor Bedard's gonna look good in the Oilers jersey. Oh, you know how many people would be mad if the Oilers get another first <laughs> overall pick? If they won the draft pick. You know, they had a slight statistical chance to win last year's draft pick, eh? In the lottery. It was like a it was like a two percent chance. Wow. <laughs> That's crazy. Trevor Zegers. Just kidding. Who's that? Trevor Z. Oh, no, off Anaheim. Yeah. Is that the kid? Yeah, he's good. Okay, we want to give out a couple of congratulations. Uh, yes, first we do. to uh, Bridget Laquette. She was appointed a scout with the Chicago Blackhawks. Um, I think she's scouting the western provinces like Saskatchewan, Alberta, hmm. BC. That's a big uh, honor as she's the first Indigenous female scout. To our sexist male listeners, she's not scouting female players. She's scouting male potential draft picks for the Chicago Blackhawks. You got to spell that out these days, man. Do you? Yep. Absolutely you do. People are idiots. They're Some people are idiots. Dumb. Some people are just fucking dumb and ignorant. So, uh, yeah. I, good luck with that, Bridget. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. a big honor. It's huge, man. It's huge. Well, she's got she's got to have a lot of experience because she's, she's watched national players and she's watched a lot of hockey. She's played a lot of hockey. So I think she knows what to look for. She'll be good. She'll be good too. And mm-hmm. another one goes out to Abby Rourke. Rourke? Congrats. R-O-R-O-Q-U-E. Rourke? 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 <laughs> we got to learn how to pronounce. Rourke? <laughs> I think mine's closer than yours. Rourke? 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 Abby Rourke? She uh she's from Sault Ste. Marie, Michigan, but she's from an a reserve near Sudbury called Juan Wanapete. Wanapete. I'm butchering it too, man. So uh yeah, she played at the University of Wisconsin. So that's the thing about being status that you have that opportunity to represent both Canada and the US. So she's taking the opportunity to represent the u.s at the olympics so good for her to use her status to use her treaty rights so 
good for her and good luck in the Olympics. What do you think about the the men? I, I would hockey. say Abby Roke. Roke? Yeah. Roke? Is it, yeah, because it's because it would be a hard cute sound, right? Roke. Roke, Roke you. <laughs> Not Roke you. That's what she said. I know. Roke, Roke you. <laughs> Rourke. Like Ray Bork. It's almost like Bork, but well, Bork is B O R. B O U R Q U E. Ray Bork. Work. Work. Okay, let's go to the next next count. We're gonna just spend we're gonna spend 20 minutes trying to it's, it's nowhere close to broke you though. That's you're gonna call what I was just get mad. This is how you pronounce it for fuck's yeah. sakes. So what do you think about the Olympic men's hockey? Not the guy's not going the NHLers. I, I think it's fucking horseshit. It is. You know what? Um Brad Marchand had a good point. I said the NHL and, and every team can create a taxi squad for the playoffs. Why? If, if every team, if all, if all 16 teams can make a taxi squad for four, four, four players, why can't the NHL or their, their teams that are sitting on the players, why can't they make a taxi squad to replace those players? Yeah, true. Okay. I got a question. If you were a top prospect for an NHL team, would you want to go on the t- taxi squad or play top minutes in the AHL? When you're in the taxi squad, you don't really necessarily practice with the team. You practice after the team's practice, and you and they don't even dress in the same dressing room as the regular team. Like, so you're kind of not really hanging out with the team. Like, do you want to be on a taxi squad and just practice by yourself, or? play in the AHL when you're playing top minutes against other top prospects. I probably want to keep playing in the, in the AHL. Yeah. But you're making, I wonder if the taxi squad makes like NHL money though, right? Oh yeah, probably. It's all about the Benjamins, man. Yeah. Yeah. I'd rather just play top minutes like uh Cole Caffetti. He was uh, playing top minutes for the moose, but now they called him up to the taxi squad. Like he's not going to be playing; he's just going to be practicing. Yeah. So, we, so yeah, that's a tough one. But I'd rather be playing and just practicing and yeah, with that small group of players on the ice. Well, that's my two cents. Two cents. Another thing yeah. I want to talk about uh, the Mario Lemieux Fantasy Hockey Camp. I. Uh, Usually before I go to bed, I, I'll watch TV and I'll go on YouTube and just look at whatever they recommend. So they recommended a Mario Lemieux fantasy camp video. So I I watched the video. I was like, oh, wow, this is pretty cool. Then I looked on the Mario Lemieux Foundation's website and you have all the information. So I went and signed up. And I guess there's <laughs> like we looked, looked it up and there's a 400 a person waiting list to sign up for this Mario Lemieux fa- fantasy camp. And it's not cheap. It's it 13,000 American, which is probably around 17,000 Canadian. Would you pay that, that much to go to a fantasy camp? No, no, I wouldn't. Not even say if it was a Wayne Gretzky fantasy camp, they had coffee, fear, Curry, Anderson showing up at the camp. Would you still pay that much to go? That's not fair because you're asking my if I if I wanted to go play with my heroes. Well, there's a lot of people that think Mario Lemieux is their hero, right? 
Would you he sign? Sucks. He would sucks. You, would you pay that kidding, much? Though. You would know you pay what? Him that I, much to go to Edmonton or, or Wayne if I, Gretzky's fantasy camp? On that respect, um, it'd be a tough. It'd be a tough sell. Like that's a lot, a lot of money to go to go skate for a couple of days. It's a five but, day fantasy camp. They give yeah. you gloves, helmets, pants, apparel, nice hotel sticks. All you gotta go there is like your shin pads. <laughs> Your elbow pads and your jock, pretty much, and, and your skates. skates, and they'll give you everything else, like bags. And cool. it looks really legit. Like it looks fun, but not seventeen thousand mm. dollars. Yeah, of- I know. That's crazy. Yeah. So you wouldn't go to the Northern? Say money wasn't an issue. Well, fucking right, I would. You would go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, stop playing with your beard, man. That's fucking gross. <laughs> Bush is sitting there just playing with his fucking beard, man. Yeah, I am. Because I might, I might chop it off soon. Chop it off, man. Oh. <laughs> you look like one of those guys off of that show, uh, Duck Dynasty. You look like Uncle Cy. I thought you were going to say off a of Viking. King was like, that's an honor. Vikings. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, it's, uh, I guess that's why they call it a fantasy count, right? You get to play with former NHL players and you pay that much money to <laughs> play. We should make a res hockey we should. fantasy camp. Fantasy camp. Yeah. Who would we invite? We'd invite like Fabian, uh, LT. We'd invite the. Like, if we had guys um, guests like Ernest and Andrew, you know, like Fuck, those we are with those guys all the time. Like guys that who would we invite? Nasachian legends, <laughs> or did I pronounce that right? That's your reserve. I don't know. No, my reserve's Wendigo, you bonehead. <laughs> oh, who would we invite though? For NH for uh, First Nation players, my team players, who would we invite to be instructors to play in our fantasy camp? You guys got like. You get Tutu, you get uh, Chichu, and then you get like Greasy Rabbits, mm-hmm. Colton, Yellow Hornet, yeah, stuff like that. That'd be fun to. That'd be fun because we could get two for one, and Wacy would have his power school, marketing school, right? That's fucking. That's a hockey school in fantasy camp, man. You're fucking. That's night and day. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to go. I'm reaching. What are you reaching? Everything. Reaching my breaking point with you. Me too. <laughs> Two weeks that wasn't fucking long enough. <laughs> interruption, interruption. I know. Robin quivers over there. Do you listen to Howard Stern when you're working? I did. I did yeah. for a while when I first got my serious radio, but after that, I, I don't know. It's got old. More, more than Netflix comedy channel and hockey now that it's on again. At night, yeah, there was a couple of good games last night, and it, it still it bothers me. Like, I pay more attention to people not wearing masks, and when they <laughs> about then watching the games, like, wow, yeah. you're gonna allow this many people in the arena and not yeah. wear masks, you know? Like, it's shitty now that we have to do that. That we pay more attention to the fans and yeah. what they're doing than rather the game. But uh, it's. It's getting this Omicron is kind of getting too far now. 
First it yeah. was the Delta, and now the Omicron. Well, I think that's the next letter of the Greek alphabet. That's what they're Greek. doing. I didn't. I didn't want to learn Greek alphabet this way. I got, yeah. You know. <laughs> so we'll see how things go. Like Green Bay Packers, like I watched that football game last night against Minnesota. There yeah. was like eighty over eighty thousand people in that Lambeau Field. Oh, not a mask in sight. Not a, not a mask in sight. Yeah. Like, should we be like the states and just not care and just keep doing our regular lives, or do we just how we are in Canada? Like, I know we're safe and we're being we have our guard up, but still we're getting cases. Yeah. But I don't know. I I hate talking about it on this podcast, but fuck, it's just I know because it's because it's occupying our our airtime and it shouldn't. Yeah, exactly. It's affecting hockey. It's affecting our family. Yeah, our friends and family, our kids. So I don't know. It's it's a crappy way to start twenty twenty two, right? Mm-hmm. But anyways, we'll call it a show. I guess. I guess we'll I'm gonna go show. upstairs and watch the last season finale of Yellowstone. Yellowstone since I missed it last night. So don't. Uh, don't spoil it for me, please. <laughs> you have any other shows you like to recommend? Any movies to our fans? What do you think of Yellow Listeners? Yellow, fe- yellow Fever? What do you think yellow of Wind fever. River? <laughs> yellow Fever. What did you think of Wind River? Uh, it was all right. It was all right. Yeah. I wouldn't recommend it. It's just. I would. I would True you? story. Yeah, I, I know. I feel bad that it's happening, but what about. Uh, Cobra Kai on Netflix. I've, I've that never watched shows it. the worst show. It just shows online bullying and social media bullying and kids bullying each other. And uh, I don't recommend Cobra Kai. Don't watch it, guys. It's a waste. <laughs> oh, I don't like that show. It's fake too. Come on, karate martial arts. Is, <laughs> it's a waste of time. Instead of trying to kick each other like that, just grab your opponent and just start. Never mind. I don't encourage fighting, so don't fight. Fighting is not the answer. Yeah. Like, like Daniel Larusso is still talking about his thirty glory days thirty years ago. Cobra Kai. That's like Give us. Me a break. Yeah, thirty years ago, man. <laughs> I used to skate. I used to play the whole game and not take no uh, shit yeah. <laughs> off. And uh, yeah. Anyways, yeah, well, that's it. I guess we'll join you, join us next week for episode 27 of Res Hockey. So, yeah, uh, take care of each other and uh, take care and uh, look out for each other and look be out safe. Wear your mask, mask sanitize up. your hands. No fucking echo in here. <laughs> Fuck, man. I'm just reiterating points. So, uh, and if you have, unfortunately, you get us a message. I said, it, unfortunately, if you have COVID, Damn it. Shoot us a message. <laughs> Trying to, you know, anticipate what you're going to say. I'm not quite there yet. No, you're not. Well, okay. Anyways, uh, we'll see yeah. you next week and uh, take care of each other. So um, we'll see you again. Peace. This is where peace. you say peace. Okay. Peace. peace. <laughs>